my choice of words was very, very poor. Now, I'm not an idiot. I consider myself a religious man. I've been a sports announcer. I've worked here since 1994, ladies and gentlemen. And don't you think I know in the society we uh, live in that a couple of uh, limp-wristed people are going to be upset if I say fag capital of the world? Now, uh, I don't know who I offended, but evidently the phones lit up and I offended some people. I mean, uh, in all fairness, as you know, there are no gays in baseball. So who am I offending? I don't believe any gay people were listening at the time. So, uh, look, if I offended a few cock garglers out there, excuse me, strike two, uh, we now, uh, they're replacing the pitcher. So let me just uh, describe the situation here. All right. Look, I said a terrible thing. I've been told. I regret getting caught. I mean, I regret what I said uh, during the game. I'd like to apologize to, what's the proper word, homos? Okay. I'd like to apologize to homos out there. Uh, or, or whatever you call yourselves, sausage smugglers. Okay? And in case you carpet munchers are offended. Oh, I see. All right. there's a, I see police are entering our booth. They're <laughs> going to drag me out in uh, what appears to be plastic handcuffs. Gentlemen, that won't be necessary. I'm just trying to apologize for my... Yeah, I, sir, no, 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 no. I was possessed by a homophobic demon. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna drag me out of here, I want you to put me in a white straitjacket, not not handcuffs, please. Uh, 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 being gay is a choice. And and wait a second, Rogers is taking second. I gotta get out of here. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first uh, time I ever heard this was the, this apology. He said, I want to apologize to the people who signed my paycheck. Yeah, that was some apology. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just oh. want to say you're a good guy. I'm the new announcer. <laughs> good riddance to a good guy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just said something. Uh, I believed we were in a commercial break. I want you to know these are not my true feelings. That's not who I am. I say things uh, fact, I don't believe in the commercial breaks. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, anyone who knows me, I sucked a cock or two in college. So uh, I just want to say that. I think most people know that. Uh, sucking cock isn't something I do all the time, but I have done it. Uh, let's see. The count is 2-0. Who two and loves the glory hole more than me? <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a horrible, horrible thing. I think people misunderstood me. Uh, it is true. I said something during the break, and it did get out on the air. Now, let me explain to you that I don't think I should be fired for what I said. Oh, let me check what's going on in the field, or do you care? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a solid ground ball right to the pitcher. Pitcher throws to the first baseman. It's one out. He's going home, and I think I am too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Let me say, for anyone who thinks I'm homophobic, sodomites are wonderful people. I don't have a grudge against any. Now, I do want to point out to the audience at home who thinks that I'm homophobic, 
Uh, in high school, I was on track and field, and I had a towel snapping incident in the <laughs> locker room where I, I did chub up. Uh, so I'm no stranger to gay antics. And for those of you who think I'm anti-gay, you're wrong. I'm a religious man. That's true. And I, up. Oh, wait a second. Round ball. Third base. And he throws the first successfully, and it's two outs. <laughs> now, earlier in the show, I said something that might be interpreted as homophobic and offended the people who write my paycheck. Now, to prove how sorry I am, I am now going to shove a bat up my ass. <laughs> now, I know that's controversial, but it shows you I'm open to all things. <laughs> I think this uh, is a teaching moment. <laughs> By the way, that'll be three outs, and the side is retired. Anyway, where was I? Yes, the towel snapping incident in high school. I do want to say also that um, for my 25th wedding anniversary, my wife slipped a digit in my ass, and I didn't hate it. Now, if that doesn't prove I like homosexuals, I don't know what does. I am I a religious that man. Was a friendly term. <laughs> I had no idea. By the way, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Uh, it's a foul ball. And now back to the action. <laughs> I missed the part where they changed the names. <laughs> I want to say how deeply sorry I am for saying the fag capital comment. Uh. Because wherever I was talking about is not the fag capital, it turns out. Right. I've been corrected. <laughs> oh, boy. Gray is sorry he left that slider over the plate. And that fag capital comment is uh, never going to come out of these lists again. <laughs> to prove it to you, I'm going to announce the rest of this game with my broadcast partner's cock in my mouth. I'll show you. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people know I've seen Ricky Martin live in concert three times with my wife. So there you go. There you go. All right, How do you go home that. and tell your wife, honey, I'm home early? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh, you're not making a living anymore? Great. <laughs> what did you do? All right. You know, those old time sports guys with their. Yeah. That's not who I am. Yes, it is. You should have just said, listen, you know, you should have just said, listen, I haven't announced sports in a while because of COVID and I'm a little rusty. Normally, I know not to say fag out loud. Actually, I would have started coughing and then say, I have COVID. I have a cough. That might have saved him. Let's take a couple of calls. Let's go to Graham. Graham in Indiana. How are you, Graham? Pretty good. How are you, Howard? Hey, now. Hey, hey now. Uh, you was. Talking about Marty Brennan, man. I'm actually a hey lifelong now. Reds fan. All right, good for hey you. Hey now, hey now. Well, I hey was now. wanting to tell you, uh, his name is uh, the Cowboy, and that might explain a little bit of his homophobic rant there. Right. All right, also, uh, uh, Graham. Uh, excellent phone call. What can I tell you? I've learned a lot about you. You're a Reds fan. Well, also. The fa the reason you said fag capital might be the reason is Cincinnati's nickname is the Queen City. Okay. All right, Graham. Uh, whatever you're on, I want double. Interesting. It. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, Graham, you take care. You might want to head up to uh, Canada. They just legalized ayahuasca up there for religious purposes, okay? Is that right? I better yeah. go. I, get, I was just reading on. about it. I'll be, I'll be out in a minute, Graham. We'll go up together. <laughs> Where is it you went when you met, met that shaman and you took ayahuasca? Where was that? I was in Peru. Yeah, Peru is so pissed. They're probably like, fuck, all these nutty Americans who come to Peru to get their shaman and get, take ayahuasca. That's our thing. And now they can go to Canada. They're only going to go to Canada to do ayahuasca. That's right. Yeah. In Peru, everyone's a shaman, too. They're like, yeah, by the way, I'm a hairdresser, but also I'm a shaman. Because you get the, the ayahuasca money from the rich Americans. Uh, during the week, I teach school. <laughs> yeah, but also I'm a shaman, just in case someone wants to throw up and shit their pants. <laughs> Did you see that guy who claims his tattoos lost him his job as an elementary school teacher? No, nah, I didn't see that. He has his whole body completely tattooed, and he had the whites of his eyes blackened. Yeah, listen, if you want to be a teacher, use your fucking head. You know, you know, He's I love complaining people, that he got fired. Yeah, I love people who get their whole bodies tattooed and are shocked they can't get a job at IBM. <laughs> Can no, you imagine you, you walk your kid into school and the teacher's eyes are black? Yeah. There's no I remember, white there. I went to get my, I got my fingers tattooed. You know, I have two, two tattoos, one on each hand. My agent said to me, what are you doing? You know, why are you getting your fingers tattooed? I said, because I can. I'm in fucking dumb radio. He goes, yeah, but we do a lot of business deals and stuff. I go, listen, nobody looking at me like I'm sane. My career is pretty established. People think I'm out of my mind. Tattoos are the least weird thing about me. They think I'm out of my, you know, my mind. Right. So, um, uh, but there are guys out there who get fully tattooed and then they go, oh, yeah, what do you want to do in life? You know, because I'm like, well, gee, you know, you're a young guy. You know, you look like you're in a fucking rock and roll band. Yeah, you've got What's bolts your in plan? your ears dragging your lobes down to your shoulders. Yeah. Oh, I want to go into the medical profession. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Imagine you walk in, your doctor's got fucking those things in his ears with a fucking, you know, with the tattoos on his hands and his arms and his every, you know. His eyes are blackened. Uh, his yeah. eyes are blackened. You know, it's just like, you know. And then when I see these rich kids who come from privileged families who get their faces tattooed and all this bullshit. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you have no plan for working, don't you? You're going to be living off your parents the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you got no plan. Because you got to earn those tattoos. If you get the lifestyle where you can get that heavily tattooed and still work, you got to earn that. You really do. That's bullshit. If you have to use your parents' money to get a tattoo, you have no right getting a fucking tattoo. That's the end of it. And that's me talking right now. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Use your head. Don't come Please. complaining when your elementary school job. I think he was teaching like kindergartners or first graders. Like he yeah. like scared the crap out of him when he walks into class. Oh, please. You think I want to work around a guy who's got his eyeballs tattooed? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in radio. Hey, Howard. I, I usually don't like to show you stuff on the air, but you really need to see what this kindergarten teacher looks like. Because you won't, <laughs> Let me see you won't believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he, <laughs> he's not really shocked, is he? Come on. Oh, oh my he's God. complaining he's gone to the, the um, <clears throat> reporters to, to say he's been <laughs> yeah. mistreated. Oh, my God. I remember my <laughs> kindergarten teacher, Mrs. McKendrick. What a sweet old woman. Oh, this is a nice lady. I was scared shitless to leave my house and go to school. And then I saw her and I was like, calm. What wow. if you'd seen him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to use your head. Come on, some common sense. 
Hey, you know, I didn't even go. Gary, what's the general reaction to that debate last night from the staff? I mean, I almost don't even want to ask you because I'm just livid over the whole thing. I just, as a, as an American, I just found the whole thing disturbing. But, but what what was the general impression? At the Did beginning, get, were they we as were, second as I was? I mean, at the beginning, everyone was like, "Well, Biden doesn't really look good because Trump's all over him." But then, as it went on, it became such insanity that we couldn't figure it out. But I will tell you, like. It ended at like, I don't know, was it 10.35? And then my son from college called me because he wanted, he was like, Dad, I, I don't even know what I just saw. Is it always like this? I'm like, no, it's not. So I went to go up to bed. It was, And then I go up to bed, and I'm watching CNN, and I'm watching Fox News because I'm trying to get everything. So now it's like 10 of 11, and I can't even go to bed anymore. Like, I'm, my heart is pounding. And I had a, um, I never done this in the history of the show. I got the pan out, and I got high. I had to take a hit of pot so I could fall asleep. Because Did it was so worked up over it. Yeah. It helped me. It helped me. Yeah. But it was worked up. Not even worked up. Like I wasn't even like fuck Trump. It was more like you. Like this is just an enormous embarrassment. The whole thing. I thought yeah. Chris Wallace. The only thing Chris Wallace could have done any more than what he did was go, Mr. President, Mr. President, shut the fuck up. I mean, that was the only thing left for him to say. Yeah, I don't know. It just was so bad. And I hope they don't have any more debates. I really just think Trump or Biden should just call an end to it and say, look, people are going to vote. People know how they're going to vote. It's enough. Well, the shame of it is none of us have the guts to say, stop it. And, you know, if if we did, the networks would have said, stop showing this. Well, you want to know something? Networks love it. People fighting. I understand that because ratings. they don't care about the real uh, impact no, that it no. has. It was they good care for ratings. about ratings. Yep. And so nobody really cares about the country. They just want spectacle all the time. And so we don't have any shame about how ridiculous this all is. Well, I, um, you know, listen, I, no one knows better than me. People fighting on the air is great for ratings. So, uh, you know, I'm all I'm, I'm all about that. But uh, not in a presidential debate. It's just too fucking depressing. Chris, what but happened to you last night? We should have just said, let's turn this off and put whatever the 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 love island back on i got got really i got really drunk last night howard because you know when this thing started i I felt like i was having an anxiety attack it's yeah i uh, followed you on uh twitter and uh you were uh you were like uh tweeting through the whole thing well uh, i i was i was listen i we were doing we were doing work on the show as well as it was going on and it just it was a lot. I mean, honestly, if I if I wasn't watching it for the show, I probably would have turned it off. I have a, you know, for me, it's it's a it's it's a big deal because you know I want to live and work in this country and continue to do that. And uh, I just know if the election goes one way, I'm I'm probably not going to be able to do that. And beyond even that, just your rights as a as a gay person, as a you know, it, it just. It, I see the way things are going and I see um, what's going to be if this guy stays in office. And it's just it's 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 not like listening to people fight on the radio because the consequences are just so fucking high. And it's it's deeply, deeply, deeply disturbing. I'm with you on that. Well, yeah, I just got too bummed out. So like but I said to Beth, I don't want to watch the debate. And uh, she she did. She said, you have to watch it. And then I couldn't sleep. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, now I'm up all night and I'm going to be shitty on the radio in a bad mood and all that. But whatever. I think you have I mean, to watch it. I don't know. It's like it's like a train wreck. You 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 can't look away. And, and 
the the impact of it is so real. It just it affects mm. everybody, you know. And yeah, I don't think the debate did any good in terms of uh, the country. I think I think that people who love Trump are going to vote for Trump. People who love Biden are going to vote for Biden. I think everybody knows where it's at. And enough. It's enough debating. It, it wasn't even a debate. Debate I'm all about. If if people were actually talking about what they might or might not do, I'm all for it. But that thing last night, you know, I hate I hate to keep comparing it to the fights on Beverly Hills Housewives, but it, it that's what it reminded me of. And it just it just was demeaning and embarrassing. So fuck it. Hey, Sean, you're on. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sean. Uh, we are on the air in New Jersey. Sean. Hey, now, Howard. Good morning, Robin. How are you guys? Hello. What up? Hey, I oh I was eating a bagel yesterday when you started doing that play by play when you were having sex with that. I, I damn near choked and ran off the road with my car. It was so so damn funny, um, just hilarious, hilarious stuff. You and you always seem to be able to improvise like that and just really um, you're always on point, making me laugh. So I appreciate that. All right, and with thank that, you. I just want to say I hope you, I hope you, I uh, hope you guys sign a new contract. Um, cause I don't know what I'm going to do if, if you guys aren't around. So I, I hope to God you guys get that done. And there's another three or four years where we can, I can listen to you in my car going to work. Cause you make me laugh. God's every day. honest truth. And I don't know how this always happens to me is, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And people have accused me in newspaper articles. They go, Oh, this is the Howard Stern shtick. Uh, he gets toward the end of his contract and he says he doesn't know what's going to happen, but I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'll tell you one thing though. Yeah. I do love this company. I love our uh, our little uh, our little success story here at Sirius XM. I do love it. And a uh, little company that could, yeah. But I am going to uh, tell you this: we have thirty something shows left, and if it comes down to the fact that we're not staying, um, I, I do believe this company is very classy. They're not going to like say, "Okay, get off the air," like they do in terrestrial radio, and not let you say goodbye. We will have a proper goodbye. In December, over the course of a week, we will do uh, three shows where we do like a big farewell show. And, you know, and if we and if I we end up staying longer than that, but I know you I do, Robin. Get. Listen, <laughs> we had a big meeting about it. It would be three days, three days of glorious goodbye. And uh, and also informing you of where we'll go if there is a place we're going. And if there's not, then, you know, read your newspaper and uh, hopefully you'll follow along. But uh, we'll see what happens. I love this place. Um, Jim's leaving. Jim's a guy who runs this company. Love him. Uh, he's uh, actually um, doing his uh, swan song, but he's still going to be around. He's still going to be oh, around. You know, uh, I need to bit. write to him. I've been remiss. Yeah, you, I'm, everyone's talking about how you are not, you're giving Jim the silent treatment. That's, you got to get over it. That's why he's leaving. I have not treated yeah. him well. Yeah, he he really uh, misses those dinners with you. <laughs> uh, okay, Sean, yeah, thank Howard, you. In your... Yes. All right. Th- all right. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I, didn't, I thought you were done. That's why I, I say, cut you off. No, I just I I think this is the first time though, and since you you know a contract's coming up, where I truly don't. I, in the past, they always said, "Ah, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back." This is I get the feeling is the first time where you may really walk off into the sunset. So I hope it's not true. If I um. It would be weird to walk off into the sunset. I've been thinking about this a lot. Besides, I what does that mean? Well, what that might mean is like, hey, I'll just kind of like retire and, and paint. And disappear like Johnny Carson, like never yeah. show up again? 
Yeah, when I stop on the radio, it's going to be even worse than Johnny Carson. Johnny used to pop up every once in a while or send a joke to David Letterman or something. I'm just going to be, you're going to, you're going to think I died. <laughs> you're not even going to know when I died. Oh my goodness. You're not going to oh, announce you know your what? death. Nobody's going to tell us. Yeah, it'll just be, oh, you know that guy Howard I used to listen to? I heard he died two years ago. <laughs> Like there was not even an obituary or anything. I'm just going to, di I'll disappear so thoroughly. You won't know what the fuck I'm up to. It's going to be beautiful. But, but, um, you know, the thought of doing that, not having an outlet, I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know. I think I would take a few months off between gigs though, because I get so jealous when I, I know some other painters, you know, people who, um, work their whole lives and then they started painting in retirement and they have all this time to, go to classes, learn more. I, I am very envious of that. And I get very jealous because I would like to become better as a painter. If I had more time, I could paint every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's the one thing holding me back. And, and I, I don't want to paint to sell anything or anything like that. I want to paint just to be good at it. I just like getting better at it. I'm not looking for to be a professional artist. I'm not looking to have a show or any of that kind of stuff. But I would like but to get better But where do you put all these paintings when you're done? Well, I just completed one that I think is really cool. It's big, oh. and it's uh, and Beth wants to hang it. Um, there's a hallway we have, like a little hallway that uh, we bought a painting years ago. She doesn't love it. She goes, I want to put that one there, so we're going to put that one up. And then I did a whole bunch of other paintings. I don't know. I'm, uh, she wants to make a wall of them. I don't know what's going to be. And then maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll send more to you, I guess. Yeah, I would like that. No, you like that I painting I made for you. <laughs> I'm thinking of painting a big uh, portrait of Sal crying when I leave. <gasps> that is yeah. beautiful. Because yeah. you like know he's, he's going to blubber. <laughs> yeah, Sal and Richard both hugging each other nude, shoving their taints in each other's face and weeping as I, as like, I where leave do them. We, where do we go with yeah. this kind of talent after yeah. he leaves? Yeah, so, you know, part of me is like, hey, if it does happen where we can't work something out, uh, I'm going to take a few months. I'm going to work on my painting. I'll call Robin. I'll go, Hey, here's some shit going down. You want to go do this? You want to go do that? And we'll discuss it. But, or we could end up here for another couple of years too. So we don't know. We can, we, it just always comes down to that. I don't know how this happens. It just does, you know, because you know, you gotta, I don't know. I, I told my agent, see what you could work out. And, uh, he's yeah, and then on COVID it. happened. This was a weird yeah. last year anyway. So we'll see. I hope it's here. I do. I really do hope it's here. There's some great guys working here. I mean in management. Well, and, I, uh, you know, I even look at it like we couldn't even get together and have a party. No, that's the, I'm actually seeing that as a blessing. I don't want to party. But I mean, if we're never going to do this again. If I can't even, I hate to say this, Rob, I can't tell you how excited I am that it's the end of the Christmas party I throw every year. <laughs> I mean, there is so many positives to this COVID situation for me personally. I throw a Christmas party every year. First of all, it costs a, a fucking fortune. It's a party. It's a great party. I thought it's a nice thing to do. I rent out a whole restaurant. It's like this way big restaurant. Food's incredible. Blah, blah, it's blah, blah, just blah. just us. Just us. But tell you the truth, listen, it's a big pain in the ass for me. 
I don't want to sit there with everybody, watch the meet, and evaluate the party and this and that. I know. You're, you have and, to host. And then, you know, you throw this great party, and Benji goes, I wish you'd just give us the money instead uh, of a party. The food was okay. Yeah, and then I just go, oh, fuck this. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, so this year, there's no party. Thank God. Even if they, even if they come up with a vaccine right now, no party. Yay! No, th- nobody would have had the vaccine by party time. Right? Can't happen, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> come on, baby. Um, even uh, I, I'm thinking of uh, getting someone to pay off the people who have the cure for COVID to just <laughs> wait till after the uh, Christmas party time, and then and then and then bring the economy back. Um, there's nothing more exciting than watching JD eat sushi. Oh boy! I can tell you, but but I, I'm like, look at all this sushi that guy's consuming. He didn't even <laughs> like sushi when I met him. Now he's Mister Sushi. Uh, and that open and the, bar that Richard won't leave—he's the last person every year. You know what the worst part of it for me is? The pressure to remember who anyone is because I don't know who half the people are who work here because you know yeah. I just don't because I don't even run into them. We have we have different floors. It's just crazy and. The, and then they go, oh, oh, this guy's Ben Bardo. I go, Ben, who, who is this? Ben Bardo. <laughs> Does he work here? Yeah, yeah, he's with you every morning. Oh, I didn't know. Hi, Ben, how are you? So, you know, you try to act like you know everyone. You need to walk around with somebody who can just say, this is? <laughs> That's what I need. One year I made everyone wear a name tag. And, that would... <laughs> and, the, and then these maniacs who work for me switch name tags. So I was calling yes. Ben Bardo, Gary Delabate all evening. <laughs> Oh, hi, Gary. Uh, you're my producer, right? Uh, anyway, I'm glad. About- All right, Sean, thank you. All right, thanks, Harry. Love you guys. Love Later. you, too. Love you. Um, yes, by the way, I, I, you know, talking about uh, if if I do retire, that you'll never hear from me again, that I'll have disappeared, that won't even be an obituary in the newspaper. I'm not even going to, like, I'm going to tell Beth, you just leave me laying in the bed dead. You know, put some <laughs> put put some spray on me so I don't stink. Because I really, I just want to disappear, go off into the sunset. And then the weirdest thing happened. The guys, I said to the guys, whatever happened to the guy who used to be on our show all the time, Mark Harris? He married Martha Ray. Yes. What happened to him? I said to Gary, you got to find out what happened to Mark. We never hear from him or anything. Well, we've been trying to find out for two years. Turns out he's dead. <gasps> Mark. Really? Yeah, he died. But he, again, there was no and he obituary. he disappeared. Yeah. How did you actually find out he died, Gary? We got an email two years ago, and it just said, hey, I heard Mark Harris died. You guys have any idea what's going on? So I immediately called the couple of phone numbers I had for him, and they were disconnected. And then I sent it up to, we have a team that looks into this. And um, they said, yeah, we can't find anything. We can't find anything. So time went by. We were always kind of keeping an eye on it. And then um, it came up again a couple of weeks ago because we were working on a project for uh, one, you know, Channel 101 about you know people who we haven't seen in a while. And um, I have a friend. He's kind of like he knows where all these wackos are. He kind of follows them. So I sent him a note. I go, anything on Mark Harris? And he goes, I got nothing. Came back to me like an hour later, and he found this Facebook page. Okay. And it was a bunch of people who knew Mark and were kind of lamenting the fact that he died. And then we tur- you know, turned out Mark had a friend named Barry. So we reached out to Barry, and Barry was kind of, he was his close friend from high school, but he was also like his uh, medical proxy and everything. 
And Mark had a very sad ending, Robin. I hate to tell you. Oh. Um, uh, so he died in uh, 2018. Uh, he was really sick. He was living in Las Vegas. You know, he had none of the money left. That was all gone. He spent most of his time laying in bed watching Fox News. And the last six to eight months of his life were really, really bad. He had four heart attacks. He had COPD. And uh, he, he got very heavy. And then he died. And um, no funeral, no service, no obituary. Mark said he wanted to be cremated. And, you know, Mark had four daughters. Didn't speak to three of them. So the ashes were sent to the one daughter that he had somewhat of a relationship with. Mm. Um, this guy, Barry, who had been his close friend, reached out to the other three daughters. He said at first they were cordial, but then it just got weird, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And um, then the last part is, you know, Mark left Barry everything he had left, which was literally nothing, Robin. He left him some tapes, some memorabilia, and 15 chapters of a memoir that was not finished that Barry said you could never publish because there's allegations in there outing famous people in Hollywood that oh. you couldn't even print the book. I need to read that. Wow. Uh, hope he doesn't out me. I mean, I'm trying to keep that damn low. <laughs> Good Lord. So crazy. Mark died. It, it, it was easier finding Bin Laden than confirming Mark's death. I mean, two years <laughs> to figure out that this guy was gone. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know. used to be ever present on this show. Uh, yeah, let me give uh, people background in case you're a new listener. Mark used to come on our show all the time. The reason he was uh, brought to our attention, he married this uh, old-time movie actress, Martha Ray. So at the time when he married Martha Ray, Martha Ray was 75. She was in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed on one side after a stroke. And Mark was 42 and a young kind of, Listen, it, 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 he seemed very gay to me. So I was like, hey, you're a gay <laughs> dude and you married Martha Ray. What's going on? And he was Martha Ray's seventh husband. But anyway, um, Mark became a tabloid star because it was such an outrageous story that that, that Mark had married Martha Ray, and he yeah, he loved I, every second of it. I think that he she had the stroke in the midst of their relationship. Yeah, it just it was bad. It, he was a hairdresser, an aspiring producer, singer, and then he was, actor, yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly he was married to Martha Ray, who was one of the most famous actresses of her day. And uh, he got to know all of Martha's famous friends. And uh, the first time parties, remember? Yeah, yeah. But he was real honest about it. You know, of the parties. Yeah, he was honest about it. Corner. (laughs) This is from 1992 when we first had Mark on. We met him. People are so very interested in in every facet of a person because they become a celebrity. Well, no, because you see what it is. Everyone's going to be suspicious, right? It's even when like a young girl marries an older movie star or something. Mm-hmm. You say, "Hey, he's in it for the money." You know, they're right. Going to I said uh, right off the bat. I said, "If it's not going to be the money, it's going to be the publicity." Right. And the I thing is, that. is that you know, let's face it. Everybody wants a young uh, woman. Well, you are doing a lot of TV shows. Mark. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he is in it for the publicity. So what? Uh, and I even got People magazine. And Barbara Walters yeah. is calling to do a whole thing with us, but uh, I, I don't know. Mark was very polarizing with the audience. When he would come on, people <laughs> would write me mail like, get fucking Mark Harris out of that studio. We don't want to hear from him. And then other people were like fascinated by him, like me. Uh, he was always name dropping celebrities. No one else cared about uh, the this this life of his, but it was just fascinating. One time, I just pulled a couple of clips. Andrew Dice Clay hated Mark Harris. Really? Dice heard me interview Mark and thought he was a leech. And they used to fight on the show. But Mark never got intimidated, and Mark never backed down, even from Dice. And Dice can debate. 
You're pissing on my show. I don't see you doing nothing. No, except, if I except was a, marrying old if, prune juice over there, you know she steal her money. I have to, yeah, steal her money. I want to tell you, she well, listened anyway, to the playback. I mean, you you got to change her class. She listened to the bag, playback. Right? She, that should be worth you a want, few bucks. She listened to the playback of that tape between you and I. Where you say, I didn't even know who dead. this freaking chick was. But she knew who you were. Well, I'm a famous person. Right. She says, when you know, did he get you? out? You That's what she said. When famous? did they take the straight Living jacket off him? Big, fat, old prune She ass. is not a big, old, fat. How do you sleep with that? Tell me. With better publicity than you're getting, you're getting none. <laughs> All right. Let me. I don't need publicity. <laughs> I sell arenas. What do you do? Well, I'm going to go on the Arsenio yeah, Hall do? show. You're not. <laughs> well, let me just what? say. What a debate that was. Let me say, there were good people on both sides of that debate, okay? <laughs> uh, Mark, um, Mark also, if you, you don't know who Mark is, used to use his showbiz connections to launch a singing career. Uh, the no, very he first didn't launch any kind of singing career. He used to sing. <laughs> the, very, the very first Mark Harris single was Just a Gigolo. Uh, he was he was making fun of his public image as a gold digger, so he had a sense of humor. And here was uh, his huge hit, Just a Gigolo. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. I'm paid for every dance. I tried. I tried to explain to Mark that, like, even the music he was using was very uh, antiquated, old school. Uh, the style of singing, but uh, he didn't care. He felt this would be his his style would make a big comeback. What was old would be new again. Uh, yes, Gary. He Howard. He was so old fashioned, and he loved to drop names, but they were names that we people barely knew. So you go like, Mark, what'd you do last night? And he goes, oh, we had a big party. Uh, Rosemary and Cesar Romero were there. And we'd be like, that's ridiculous. But he thought he was talking about like Tom Cruise and Robert Redford. Um, so his wife, Martha Ray, as long as I'm giving people an obituary, Martha Ray died in 1994. She was 78 years old. Mark inherited um, at the time $2.4 million from her estate. And we noticed right away he started living an extravagant lifestyle. He had famous, Lavish, yes. He had famous friends. He had fabulous clothes. He traveled to Flying Europe. here and there, yes. And if you remember, he got cosmetic surgery, and he announced everything he was doing on the show. Everything's falling. So I'm picking it up. I'm getting a whole tummy tuck, surface stomach. They're taking Can't the, you go on a diet? I do. Then they take the fat out of there, and they're putting it in my ass. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. A bubble butt. And then they're going to uh, reduce my testicles. So I'm getting a face. What do you mean? What? Are you serious? What? Yeah, I'm very serious. Reduce your testicles. Yeah, I'm kidding. Why? too big. At 46 years old, you know, you got to... Wait, was it you worried about... Have you ever heard of a testicle? Has this ever been done? Have you, has this ever been done? It was uh, he was an amazing guest. I love. You say him. he wasn't gay. Absolutely not. No, he was gay. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, no, Mark was very open about what he would say was his bisexuality. He claimed to the end that he was bisexual. That's why he married Martha Ray. He used to say he loved younger men and older women. And even on the show, we met a couple of Mark's boyfriends. One one boyfriend, if you remember, this is going back a long time ago. His his boyfriend's name was Boris, <laughs> and uh, they called him one time. They were both taking a a uh, bath in buttermilk. It was buttermilk and vodka, I think. Oh and they were God. in the bathtub, and we were on the phone with them. Everything's falling, so I'm picking it up. I'm oh, oh, wrong one. Oh, oh, massage, massage. It's oh, a, massage. certainly, and certainly not alone in this mm, situation. No, no. 
Mm, that feels so good. It's a good commercial. Buttermilk is better, Rick. Buttermilk is better. <laughs> 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 <sighs> yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, a reality show of his life should have happened. It never did. Uh, he was, he missed his time. He did miss mm. his time. Reality hadn't popped yet. Another one of Mark's boyfriends was, uh, you remember David? Yes, of course. Yeah. Mark uh, explained that he seduced David while he was in Germany. Uh, David was also a uh, violinist, played the violin. <laughs> and they performed a song called Until Eternity together in the studio. I remember David was playing the violin while Mark gave an extraordinary singing performance. Here it is. <laughs> Just as long as my heart sings, you'll be my destiny. Sing it, baby. And I'll love you forever. I will love you forever and ever. <laughs> Until eternity. JD's wedding song. I don't know if you know that. We weren't there, so I've only heard. And just think um, that voice was silenced by COPD. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, he got COPD, as Gary said, and he never uh, was a smoker. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. He didn't smoke him cigarettes. Smoking, uh, smoking uh, nicotine. His parents. Yeah. His parents smoked, and I think uh, there was a lot of smoking in Martha's house. I see. Anyway, to me, the best musical performance Mark Harris ever gave on our show, may he rest in peace, was I'm a Gay Papa. He had written... <laughs> that was his signature song. That, you know it was great. It, that was a great <laughs> song. He he had, as as uh, Gary was saying, he had three daughters from his first wife, another daughter after Martha Ray died. And um, this song Did was he? the I story... I didn't even know that. A yeah. daughter after Martha Ray. This, yeah, there was something, I, I don't know what, you know, listen, it was hard to get details on this guy, but <laughs> he was such a character and, and there was so many elements to his life that were, that we could never figure out. But when he came in about gay Papa, I said, look, I, I wrote this about my life and uh, I, I think it was the most revealing song he had ever done. I'm a gay Papa behaving so luxurious. Watching my kids, I'm generous as well. I'm a gay papa. This was his free bird, honestly. I'm funny and enjoyable. Sometimes I'm down. My children never know. By the way, the great thing about Gay Papa was it had zero to do with his kids. It's more about right, him. Right, it's all about kids. him. Yeah, I'm a Gay Papa, and I'm proud of my daughters. I'm blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm a Gay Papa. I'm fun. I'm enjoyable. I'm generous. Um, I think there was a, a period of time, about seven years, I sang this to my own three daughters, and they, they enjoyed <laughs> it very much. So many gays, my parties were so colorful. Neighbors complain, they're jealous and insane. 
neighbors are insane because they're jealous. I'm that's right. Gay yeah. Papa, and better than some straight fathers traveling around. Anyway, so it was a fabulous uh, song. We played it many times on the show. Yeah, he used to claim that he was raising those girls. I don't know what was going on, but Mark was... The other thing I remember about Mark, he was always pitching ideas for us. He he wanted to do a Broadway show about Martha Ray. There was a cooking show called Tasty Travels. He was going to buy a hotel. He wanted to start a clothing line. It was endless. He even, yeah. One, one day he shows, came in... shows, Broadway shows. Right, Gary? Always had a project going, and uh, we tried to and tell he, him it's not happening. And he sent us endless songs, Howard. The guy was... He cranked out songs like nobody nobody's business... With his personal music director, Leo DeLion. Yeah, right, Leo DeLion. Yes. At I don't one know point, he was. Leo is either. Well, at one point, he was trying to get into radio, and he came on the show and told us he was having a meeting at Sirius a year before they signed me about. <laughs> he's going to satellite radio. I have a meeting with a satellite radio today, Sirius. With a Sirius. satellite radio. Sirius, yeah. I don't believe a word of it. Well, I don't. Really I don't think care. you'll ever see a radio show on Sirius. Well, I don't know about that. Have you ever said to yourself, "I don't think it's in the cards. I'm really not going to get a radio show. I'm really not." It oh. may. It may never happen. Right. But I do have a meeting. You How do you have the meeting? Did they call you, or you they, called them, and you hounded them? Not only called one another. I didn't hound them. Okay. Uh, there's uh, a guaranteed meeting at three o'clock today. What do you want? Me guaranteed to say? meeting. Guaranteed. And what does this woman do at Sirius Radio? She's one of the directors. And they brought in the vice president. I mean, do you see there's... How many people there are, are you meeting with? More important, is there a future in satellite radio? I think there is. Good. I think that satellite radio will be successful not eventually. Not if they put Mark on. But I well, think you sure. could set it back 50 years. <laughs> no, not with my comedy. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I later learned it was a toss-up between me and Mark for uh, the serious... Uh, they didn't <laughs> know where to put their put, money. <laughs> who should we put the future of satellite yeah. radio in? Whose hands should it go? Uh, Gary, do you remember that Mark wanted to replace me when I left K-Rock in 2006 and, they, and Mark did a test show with one of his daughters? I mean, K-Rock didn't <laughs> test them. He tested himself and sent it to them. Well, wasn't I that do the story? remember. Yeah, it was a story. And I remember him calling me and, you know, kind of leaning on me to get him meetings with the people. I'm like, I have nothing to do with that. But he's like, you got to get me in. I've done it. I've done a demo, a demo. <laughs> I wish you we know, had the he demo. used to come in and he had meetings with CBS. He had meetings with this one. He had meetings with yep. that one. But they were never real. It was almost the channels were going to be Gay Papa 100 and Gay Papa 101. <laughs> and uh, it was this close. <laughs> By the way, none of his projects ever came through, but he tried right. hard. And, and the last time we saw Mark in person, it was at Sirius in 2008. He wasn't the same guy. He had... He had a lot of health issues. He had gone through most of his Martha Ray money. He had about a hundred grand left in the bank, and and we talked about death, and um, and even then, through all of his health issues and the money almost being gone, he name dropped like crazy, and uh, that because that's who Mark was. Have a meeting, and, and that that that's the guy. I am sorry to hear about your health. I like you very much. Oh, so you will attend the funeral that you're making. You know, I won't go to your funeral. No. You're not going to go to his funeral. No, I will no. not. Oh. I don't want to sit there and uh, hear more about him. <laughs> I'm going to try and forget him as quickly as possible. No, I'm very happy that uh, you're alive. Yes. I wish you were in better health. Yes. Uh, you've had two heart attacks. You were in a coma. How long were you in a coma? Uh, almost two weeks. And what wow. was that like? Did you see God? Did you have any kind of religious experience? Did you die technically? White light experience. Believe no. it or not, I saw Marlena Dietrich. 
Is that true? Yes. Dietrich? Yes. <laughs> All right. I've had enough of you. <laughs> you, know, you really are annoying. I did. I see really her. did. You did see her. Yes, I, I did. i got to tell you, I certainly hope that somewhere Mark Harris is with uh, Marlena Dietrich. <laughs> in heaven i really do because i know he I've loved never the old heard that pronunciation well you you don't speak german dietrich <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember douche das <laughs> douche das <Dus>, yes <laughs> and then, by the way that was the last time we saw mark uh he but but even though we never saw he still as gary said sent us songs all the time it did a ton of songs uh, um evidently i was his muse here's a montage of some just to remember mark on a sad occasion here is just Mark singing many different songs. It's a bit of a medley. Happy birthday, Howard Stern. Do you know who's singing? Oh, Howard, oh, Howard, you conquered me. I laugh until I pee. H-O-W-A-R-D. Howard is really great, you see. Listen up to Howard's. He isn't from Texas, but he really is so tall. Even when he's seated, he is heads above them all. Just blow the candles from L.A., Berlin, and Paris. Many more from Mark Harris. Lovely. Well, listen, Mark always loved attention, and we gave it to him. And, and they I don't know. make them like him very oh. often. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Well, how can we go on a radio? There's no more Mark Harris's <laughs> in the world. They just don't make him anymore. And and I know for a fact he'd probably get a kick out of knowing we talked about him one last time. So rest yeah. in peace, Mark Harris. Thank you for all of the hours and hours of endless entertainment that you gave us on the air and off. You know, you, you know what I never understood did that show at some restaurant here in in Manhattan. Yes. And I went to see it. And from that time on, he thought I really liked his music. Well, I, you know, I have did, a suspicion you did. I've heard I you sing, not. and you sound sometimes like Mark Harris. <laughs> no I learned everything from yeah. Mark Harris. But he used to just tell me, you know, like he started trying to get to me personally to tell me things that he was doing and invite me places. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not getting into that stream. <laughs> Ronnie, I mean, what's your name again, Gary? Gary, one last memory. You know, the thing I never understood about Mark that was insane, he was insanely generous. He was always giving out gifts, and he sent me a gift for my wedding, presents, and he sent me, yeah. sent me a baby gift and everything. But he was insanely right-wing. He hated, hated Obama and would send us these songs about how much he hated Obama. And I think he was like a Trump guy, which was so weird because, you know, Trump probably didn't love Mark that much. <laughs> well, listen, he felt uh, Trump was good he, for the country. His That's politics it. were very right-wing. I yeah. remember that. Yes. was confusing to, to, to see that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Mark Harris, and then we I loved every minute of, his, of it. his daughters once when I was in Los Angeles. She was working at a store I was shopping in. And when somebody recognized me, they said, oh, Mark Harris's daughter works here. Oh. And so I spoke to her for a couple of minutes. But she wasn't very forthcoming. Mm -hmm. about her well, father well yeah that's why he was a man of mystery well <laughs> what can i tell you rest in peace mark harris i just thought i'd tell the audience we finally got confirmation that mark is no longer around i know uh, some people must have been wondering whatever happened to him I um was. yes you were 
Speaking of um, Mark Harris, Cocktober is right around the corner. All month <laughs> in October, we call it Cocktober. Cocktober is coming. We Cocktober are is coming. Still celebrating Cocktober. Even with the COVID, it's a little more difficult, but it will be a month long celebration of men's junk everywhere. Cocktober. <laughs> this year, we're looking for America's prettiest penis for the month of Cocktober. If you're Ooh. over 18 and you think your penis is pretty, Email us that photo and your info. We need it. Go to cocktober at howardstern.com. Cocktober at howardstern.com. I say that with peace and love, peace and Benji love. Get it is to us. running to his, his computer right now to enter. Peace and love. Cocktober peace at howardstern.com. Get it there by Friday, October 9th. Cocktober kicks off next Monday, October 5th with Sal Governale. In shaving of the shaft. That's right. The shaving of the shaft will go on. He's going to kick off the whole thing. Shave the shaft. Everyone loves it. He's shaving himself? Hi, this is Sal Governale. My cock is my life. Sal is the man. That's right. Sal will kick off Cocktober like he does every Cocktober with the shaving of the shaft. By the way, a lot of people don't know this. Sal Sal does not use shaving cream, as you know, Robin. Why is he shaving? He should be plucking or waxing. (laughs) That's that's what you say. You're not always right. But it's kind of like our uh, lighting of the torch, if you want to call yes, it that. Yeah. Let's go to Bonnie. Bonnie in Arizona. It's what the up? the Olympic torch of Cocktober. Cocktober, Robin. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, Howard. Now. I know I'm a little late. A little late to the discussion because I'm listening a hey few now. hours behind in yes. Arizona. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Um, hey first now. time, hey long now. time. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now is the greatest, right, Bonnie? Hey now. It's the most hey amazing. It's the most amazing. Um, so you know, I'll hey now short, can but... mean a lot hey of now. different things, Bonnie. Like when I'm sad, I go, hey now. And then when <laughs> I'm happy, I go, I really hey, now. hey now. Hey now. And then sometimes I'm like, when hey I'm now. confused, I go, hey now. <laughs> hey now. Uh, anyway, yes, Bonnie, what can I do for you? I'm a little late because I listen in Arizona, but I just wanted to touch quickly on the the whole ballot issue, mail-in ballot. We do mail-in ballot in Arizona. We've been doing it for a long time. There is exceptionally low um, percentage rates of fraud in mail-in ballots, and um, a lot of elected officials here have mail-in ballots. I have permanent mail-in ballots. My entire family has permanent mail-in ballots. And by the way, one of the things you can do is you can actually check when your ballot gets to the uh, recorder's office. So that is 